Welcome to our podcast, Autoimmune and You. I'm one of your hosts, Erica. And I'm your other host, Rachel. We're just two women with rheumatoid arthritis who are sharing our personal experiences managing this disease holistically. And we are both wellness coaches, so we are super passionate about empowering you to live your happiest and healthiest life. Hey everyone, welcome back to Autoimmune and You. Today, Rachel and I want to talk about perfectionism. So I know there's a lot of us that start off on this health journey with the autoimmune disease, and we have this ideal version of our head of what our healing is supposed to look like and what we're supposed to do for our healing. And although those are good things to have, like an idea of like, you know, how you want this journey to unfold, you cannot control it you cannot predict it and you cannot make it what it's not going to be and i think there's a lot of us that use perfectionism as almost like a tool for our healing but we don't realize that it's actually like a roadblock to our healing so there are different aspects of the healing journey that can absolutely like kind of need a little bit of that perfectionism right like we have to be wanting to fine tune as we go. But when you are too focused on one particular area and you kind of like neglect other areas, that's where you tend to fall short throughout the autoimmune journey. As Erica and I are always preaching to you, especially on this podcast and on our social media about the fact that the autoimmune journey is so trial and error that because of that, you just can't really have that mindset of, I need to be perfect at this. Otherwise you're going to kind of set yourself up for failure time and time and time again, when you're trying all these different things. And honestly, like you're probably going to quote unquote fail at a lot of things throughout the autoimmune journey, if you're looking at it that way. But Mm -hmm. if you're looking at it from a scope of the opposite of perfectionism, of wonder, of curiosity, of, you know, spontaneity, even you might be finding, yeah, expansion. Then you might be finding that rather than looking at things as failures, you're like, okay, that didn't work. Now I know it doesn't work. Right. And then you continue with that curiosity and you expand on what you know about your body and you actually take it as a learning opportunity rather than a failure. That's where you're going to like see that true progression and you're going to start to grow even more. Yeah. When I'm talking to clients, I mean, this is like a number one theme that is running through like almost, I would say almost all of them. Um, And what I tell them, like perfectionism is kind of like a double edged sword, right? Like you want to give it your best. You give this healing journey a hundred percent of yourself and you're very conscious of everything that you're putting in your body, like what you're doing. But the thing is, is that it becomes a double-edged sword because it it can be damaging, meaning like it can cause self-criticism. It can cause, you know, judgment on yourself, judgment on others because you think they're yeah, not doing it the yeah. quote unquote, like perfect, correct way. Right. Cause we all get obsessed with our diet and like, you know, the, the AIP is this way or the plant base should be this way or the paleo should be this way. And we kind of create this standard in our, standard in our head that's not even real. It doesn't even mm-hmm. exist. Like we've literally created that within our mind. And then we're we're holding ourselves to a standard that literally is something that we've put on ourselves. And that causes a lot of stress. And it actually causes a lot of us 
to kind of go into this survival mode, which is very fear-based. If I don't do this perfectly, then I'm going to flare up. If I don't do this perfectly, I'm not going to go in remission. If I don't do this perfectly, you know, all the list of things that can happen. And it's actually really exhausting. And what I like help my clients with is really look at the narrative behind perfectionistic mindset and how that's actually playing into their um, autoimmune healing journey. And they're, they'll see like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm operating from that place of fear and that from that place of worry instead of from that place of love and gratitude and appreciation for my body, which are two, we've talked about this. Um, I think we've touched on this like, you know, multiple times, but we haven't really broken it down from like a, per, a perfectionist point of view. So at the start of my health journey, I was the perfectionist, but it was because I was also kind of a perfectionist in my life in general. So as Rachel and I talk about like all the things that you do for your health and your healing, they, they reflect onto other areas of your life, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's not going to just like impact the way, like if you're a perfectionist, usually you're a perfectionist all around. You're not going to just be like, Oh, I'm a perfectionist with my autoimmune healing journey. It's not even a conscious thing that you're thinking about that's just how you operate so before my diagnosis like uh i've touched on it before but i was an extreme perfectionist like through schooling like i literally had to get a pluses on everything like if i got like two points wrong on like a 200 you know point test i would be like what is wrong with me like i'm a Uh. failure like i don't know this and that put me into the survival mode of like just chronic stress literally just running Mm -hmm. off of chronic stress and i was constantly never satisfied in my life with anything it was always like i needed to do more 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 and what's crazy like this whole health journey has really taught me to do less (laughs) you know like we talk about all that time like slowing down taking care of yourself self-care you know uh whether it's through Uh, what you're mentally thinking or what you're physically like putting into your body or physically doing with your body. It's important to slow down when you have an autoimmune disease because you are, your immune system is literally on hyperdrive. Mm -hmm. Like people don't connect that survival state of mind with a survival state of body. Mm-hmm. And that's really important to think about because look at if you have your gap, your foot on the gas pedal, a hundred percent of your day, your body literally doesn't have the resources or energy to heal itself. So if you're waking up and going, I need to go to hot yoga, I need to do my meditation, I need a journal, I need to yeah. light a candle, I need to take a bath, I need to read a book, I need to listen to this podcast, yeah. you know, all the million freaking things that you could possibly do for your health on this journey, you're gonna be more exhausted than rejuvenated, right? Like, and people, it's like, it almost, it seems obvious now that like we're out of it and we can see that, but it's not, it's not something that people even think about when they're on this journey. They don't even, they can't even see it until we reflect back to them, Mm -hmm. you know, what's actually happening. And I have to keep myself in check with perfectionism and remind myself of like, wait a second, Erica, like these are just standards you've put upon yourself. Mm -hmm. These are unrealistic because everyone's journey is going to look very different. There's no comparison. There's no race. There's no finish line, like for any of this stuff. Mm -hmm. There's no grade that I'm going to get at the end of my life. Going, Erica, you got an A plus, you know, on your healing journey. (laughs) Isn't it crazy? Right. Isn't it like, it's almost like we're all working for that, like A plus. 
Yeah. That's so funny. My big question is what even is perfect? Like an autoimmune journey. I'm sorry. It's fucking messy. Like it's messy. It's challenging. It's hard. Can you think of anything in life that is messy, challenging, and hard that turns out perfect? No, No. it doesn't exist. It doesn't. It's literally like in mean girls when she's like, the limit does not exist. Like literally it doesn't, there is no such thing. And we all know this. And it's like, the reason that we wanted to record this episode is because sometimes we have to be reminded, like it doesn't exist. So why are we striving for this crazy thing? Mm -hmm. Um, and I want to like kind of backtrack a tiny bit because I, you mentioned like there's two sides to perfectionism, right? There's like, it's Mm -hmm. a double-edged sword. I am wondering, I'm hoping this will help someone out there. This just kind of came to me and I like quickly had to write it down. So I didn't forget there could be a different way. You could like change your mindset around perfectionism, right? Rather than being like, you know, it's a good thing to be committed on your journey. It's a good thing to be like, I want to do this right. I want to, you know, do what's right for my body. So there's two ways to look at that. You could look at that as I want to be perfect at it and I'm Mm -hmm. going to do everything I can to commit and be perfect. Or you could basically in your mind be thinking the same thing of, I want to be committed. I want to do this the right way, but you take out the word perfect. And all of a sudden you take away this huge, like looming thing over your mind. Maybe Mm -hmm. look at it as determination and commitment rather than perfectionism Mm -hmm. that could really change the game for someone out there. Any of you out there that are like, wait a second, I am like striving for this perfection. But if you just take out the word perfect and you Mm -hmm. just take out like that idea that you have to be 100% in something for it to work, Mm -hmm. you still have that commitment. You still have the determination. You still have the intention behind your healing and what you want to be doing on your journey. You're just taking out this like unattainable goal that actually is never going to happen. You're, you're taking away that sense of automatic failure and you're Mm -hmm. giving yourself a sense of automatic win. Yeah, absolutely. I'm thinking like progress over perfection, Mm -hmm. right? Like that is something that if you're listening to this, this is a key like component to this journey. If you're seeing progress, focus on the progress. Don't focus on what still needs to happen or like what more you expect because that is going to set you up for that disappointment and it's going to set you up for frustration and you're going to get angry because you're going to be like, well, I'm making progress, but I should be here. It's like Mm -hmm. if you could just focus on the progress and also focus on the process. Like Rachel and I always talk about this. There, It's not about again, there's no finish line. There's no destination point. So you can't, there's no point of looking towards a destination point. You can envision certainly like a, like a healthy life. Like, you know, that was really essential for me when I started this journey was to envision what a healthy body in life would be, you know, with rheumatoid arthritis, Mm -hmm. but I didn't hold myself to that expectation. I just was like, let me enjoy this process and see where it leads me because guess what like even though you have an idea of what you want that to look like it's going to end up being different from what you envision Mm -hmm. but we've said this over and over too it's going to be exactly what you need and where you should be at that point and i think we see this kind of like specific timeline with like markers of like where we should be at like milestones right like Mm -hmm. i should be here i should i hear that from my clients all the time and even just people on social media you know they're like well i've been you know eating this way for um you know six months i should be here i'm like 
No, you're, you're exactly where you are because your body is, um, it takes time, like all of this stuff. And we all have different layers and components of our life that are going to make it more accessible to certain parts of our healing. And then also like more complicated to get to, you know? Mm -hmm. So for me, like all these deep rooted things, like my clients always say like, well, when did you get rid of your perfectionism? I'm like, I don't think I ever got rid of my perfectionism, right? Like it's something that I have to consciously be aware of in my everyday life and check myself of going, is this beneficial to, you know, this healing journey for me? Like when I'm in a moment where I'm, you know, choosing or at that moment where I'm acting out on something or I'm saying something to myself like, oh, why did you shouldn't have done that? Like that's, you know, you're not going to be to this I, whatever standard that I held myself to. And then checking in with myself going, actually, like I'm human, you know, this is all part of the process. Like I'm not, I cannot hold, even as a health coach, like I cannot hold myself to a high expectation. You know, I can't say I'm never gonna eat, you know, French fries or alcohol or like whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. But I think in the beginning, it's certainly good to, have some control and some discipline in your life at the beginning. But Rachel and I have been on this journey for multiple years now. You know, I've been I've been diagnosed for six years mm -hmm. and Rachel, are you coming up on like six years? Like five and a five, half. Yeah, five and a half. So these are things that we've like worked on for a long time and we still have to consciously work on. They don't just like magically disappear, but I don't call myself a perfectionist anymore at all. Like that's not even part of like my vocabulary, but I used to think that was like part of my identity. Again, we talk about identity all the time. I used to be like, I'm a perfectionist and I prided myself, even though it was the very thing that was making me sick. Mm-hmm. I see yeah. that as a total like life drainer, perfectionism. I really see it as a life drainer because it really just takes you out of reality and it doesn't give you any room for expansion because you're just constantly limiting yourself by your own, by your own beliefs about, you know, who you should be and what you should be doing. Yeah. That literally touches on what I was just reflecting on, which is this has taught me this journey has taught me how to let go of control. I used to be a total perfectionist, micromanager, mm, like needed to know everything that was going on with everyone, like wanted everything to be done the right way. Yep. Had to always be right. Like I was that mm -hmm. person that would like fight tooth and nail, even if I knew I was wrong. And I would be like, nope, nope, nope. And I don't, again, I don't know where along the way it kind of like fell to the wayside, but I would say that that sense of like, okay, so for instance, an example is when someone says something and you know that you are actually right, like you are a hundred percent, like I yeah. know I'm right this time. I used to be that person that would seriously like get in a fight and be like, mm -hmm. no, you're wrong. And be like mm -hmm. pissed. Now yeah. I'm like, okay, you know what? I said my piece, like, I know I'm right. It doesn't, I don't have to like convince anyone if they are so convinced they're right, let them have it, whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I used to literally get so freaking worked up, like on a visceral level. Yep. And it's interesting to think like, there are definitely times that I still get that like immediate, the like, gut response of like, Oh, mm -hmm. like, no, I'm right. But now I can look at it and go, no, like 
that's okay. I can let that go. And so, um, talking about what you were talking about, how that perfectionism never really leaves you. I would say I've learned to just kind of set it aside. I talked, uh, I talk about this a lot with clients of like setting aside anxiety and like feelings of depression and stuff like that, that like start to creep in. Now, obviously sometimes they creep in and it's really hard to get rid of. And that's a whole other thing. But like when we start feeling those feelings creep in or a fear or guilt or any of those like lower vibrational feelings and emotions, you can kind of train yourself to look at them and go, okay, like I see you, I see you, I honor you. And you know what? I'm going to put it to the side and I'm going to keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. And so I like to kind of like envision like sitting in the driver's seat of a car, right? And like that guilt or that fear or that perfectionism or whatever is like sitting in the passenger seat. And they're like, no, no, no. Like you need like that side seat driver, you know? Mm -hmm. And then you're like, nope, get in the back. I got this. I'm going to drive this car. Like you don't, I hear you. Listen, you're there. I know. And that's the thing is like perfectionism isn't necessarily a bad thing. Like it's there sometimes to just kind of like, like help you to, be on the right track and to do the right thing for your mind, for your body, right. Or just on your life journey in general. But it's when we let that take complete control over Mm -hmm. our thoughts, our behaviors, our emotions, our actions, that's when it becomes an issue. And so that's why I think it's really important to have that mindset of determination and commitment over perfectionism. Because again, that's not attainable. It's literally impossible because there is no such thing in anything in this physical life. Um, and so yeah. During this journey, like I've just learned to let go of that control more and more literally every single day. I let go of more control. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes for anything of, you know, the symptoms that might arise of stressors in life, yeah. of things that happen in relationships of conversations of, um, sometimes like things that I put into my body. Like sometimes we have to like let go of control just a little bit because, there were times on my journey when I'm like, I've been super restrictive to myself when I really, really wanted something. And then it just ends up, I get like, I get so upset that I feel like I quote unquote, can't do the thing or can't have the thing. And then that just ends up in like emotional turmoil when I should have just freaking, I don't know, had the glass of wine or had the cookie or whatever, and let go of that control a little bit and let go of that, um, perfectionism. So that at the end of the day, I could, feel even more sense of control. It sounds a little bit backwards, like letting go of control to have more control. But in Mm -hmm. some instances, that's exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. And when you were talking about like, um, when you were like wanting something and you weren't giving it to yourself, that creates that resistance feeling, Mm -hmm. right? Like resistance of like what you actually want in that moment and then not giving it to yourself because you've held yourself to this ideal version of who you are and what you're supposed to be doing on this health journey, that resistance actually causes, you know, a frustration and angry uh, anger, which is not healing for us. It's not Mm -hmm. good for us. Now, we're not saying that, you know, you should give in to every like temptation on this health Mm -hmm. journey, but some things are necessary in that moment. We've talked about that, like allowing yourself some wiggle room, right? Like it's okay to have a way of eating that makes you feel your best and like trying to stick by that the best that you can. But you also have to factor in like, at the end of the day, yes, you're on this healing journey, but you're also a human that wants gratification and Mm -hmm. joy, right? And like, food is such a huge part of our life, like not just this healing journey. I think 
all of us get so focused on the healing journey. Mm -hmm. And then we forget, like, it's almost like we create this character in a book of like how it's supposed to be and what it's supposed to look like. But then we forget like, wait, there's like the essence of me, my, my true authentic self there, this human that's existing mm -hmm. that I'm completely denying all of these things that make me feel alive, make me feel good, that bring joy and satisfaction into my life. And that's, that's sad that, that we let this healing journey dictate so much, dictate so much of our happiness and so much of our joy, but that's what comes with perfectionism. That's where that's going to lead you. Like, I'm going to tell you, like, if you continue to approach your health journey with perfectionism, you are going to be missing out on the key elements of life, like your presence, your peace, your joy, like those things are sh like those are priority because that is when we're actually in our natural state of being. And if we're living in that resistance constantly because we're always denying ourselves of everything because we think, well, everyone else is, you know, doing it this way. I shouldn't even, mm -hmm. you know, I shouldn't have that bite of that cake or I shouldn't have a glass of wine with a friend that I haven't seen in a long time or I mm -hmm. shouldn't whatever. Like it just like makes this journey not enjoyable. And we're here to remind you like you can with like what Rachel said, this like double edged sword of perfectionism can play its role, but you have to take a look at how much it's dictating your journey and like what could actually truly evolve from this whole process. If you allowed yourself to like let go of those rigid ideal like um, boundaries that you've created for your life, like mm -hmm. how much how much more growth and how much more um, evolution could you experience if you kind of let go of the control? And I think it's interesting. Control and perfectionism are hand in hand, mm -hmm. right? If you're yeah. a perfectionism, if you're a perfectionist, you want to have control of everything, right? Mm -hmm. Because when I started my health journey, like I was just like, I was controlling everything, like literally trying to control the uncontrollable. And it was becoming very overwhelming and it was becoming very exhausting. And I just felt like I can't live the rest of my life with this autoimmune disease at the pace and at the from the same um, attitude and state of being, which is, you know, how you think and how you feel like I can't be that for the rest of my life. That is not going to be sustainable for me. So I need to learn to let go of control. I need to be OK with the uncertainty. I need to be OK with being in the unknown. And I need to be okay with knowing that the outcome of this journey is not going to be anything what I expected it to be. And that's okay. And like finding the, like the beauty and all that, because obviously Rachel and I talked about in our last episode, how much has evolved, you know, just since knowing each other, let alone, mm -hmm. you know, our whole journeys and how, how much crazy beautiful things have happened even for rachel and i within like i would say like the last month it seems yeah. like all these all these crazy, crazy things all these and it's like i'm not sitting here like expecting like all of these things to happen but we're here being present with this journey we're putting our heart and our soul into it mm -hmm. and we're doing things from a place of love and appreciation and gratitude versus like hey, we, you know, we started this podcast, we should have this many downloads, you know, we yeah. should have this many sponsors, we should have, like, we're not even doing that. Like, we're just mm -hmm. literally 
letting whatever needs to unfold and it, it's honestly works out better for you. Oh yeah. I mean that alone, it's crazy. And obviously we'll let you guys in on it in the coming episodes, but it is insane. Like how much has unfolded and we really have never like, yeah, we've had like kind of like goals here and there for downloads and stuff like that, but it's been pretty like, Oh yeah. Like if we got there, it'd be cool. And, mm-hmm. and to see now where things are blossoming into, into this like full-blown business is just mm-hmm. amazing. And it's so freaking exciting, but it's all because we have grown so much on our journey until the point that we started our podcast and we continue to expand and we continue to practice letting go and like acceptance mm-hmm. um, while still obviously having a little bit of the, the control of action behind and like our words and actually yeah. doing the things, but we're not doing them from a place of, oh, we have to do it right the first time we have to, you know, have this goal. And if we don't hit it, like we're failures and yeah. stuff like that, like we just don't have that. Something that came that I was thinking about when you were just talking is it's very interesting. This, I guess it's kind of like a side note, but it's very interesting. The difference in um, the clients that we tend to work with, because I feel mm-hmm. like in, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like a lot of the clients that come to you are clients that are so like in that mindset of like, I have to do everything the right way. Yep. I've been doing this this way forever. And, and for some reason it's not working. I must be broken and like have these, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of them are on these protocols and stuff like that. And they're just like, I'm a failure. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I need yep. help. Whereas yep. the people that tend to come to me are like, almost the opposite side. And it all goes into perfectionism, right? Those people that come to you are a lot of times like so focused on that perfectionism of like, I have to be perfect. And I'm trying to do all the things to be perfect. Mm. I feel like a lot of the clients that come to me are on the other side of things where they are striving for that perfection, but they don't know where to start with it. Mm. And they want, they almost like look at people like your clients as like the beam of like, Oh my God, they're doing everything right. I want to be like that, but Mm. they don't know where to start. And they haven't started because they're looking for that motivation. They're looking for how to stay committed. And so that's a whole other side of perfectionism, right? Striving for that perfection, but also where do you find how to get to that perfection when you see the perfection as something that's not even perfect, right? Mm -hmm. Because someone could look at someone on like a protocol, for instance, and be like, oh my God, like they're, you know, let's say they're in a remission and they're doing all these things and da, da, da. You have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Second of all, I'm sorry, but that does not sound like a fun life to me to be so restrictive to the point where you can't enjoy your life. Yeah. Like that is scary to me. I oh, would, yeah. Like I would honestly, this sounds bad, but I would honestly almost rather be in some state of discomfort every single day. Like honestly, I currently am than to be completely restrictive and not ever enjoy things and be like, nope, can't, nope, can't, nope, can't. Yep. Like, yeah, I want to enjoy my life. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. That's like a really, really hard subject for me. And it like, honestly kind of fires me up. Yeah, no, I'm I'm totally passionate about that because again, I was on the extreme end of it mm-hmm. as I've talked about. I did all the extreme stuff and although it it did have a lot of massive benefits for me and you know how I physically felt, like obviously if you are restricting your food and you're eating very minimal food, like of course your joints are probably going to feel better to some degree, right? Because if you're eating, you know, a lot of processed inflammatory foods, obviously you're going to be in a worse state than Mm -hmm. that. But again, the mind, you know, your mental health is equally important on Mm -hmm. this health journey. Mm -hmm. So if you're living in a bubble and trust me, 
I have all most of my clients again they are they're not going out to eat with their friends and family they don't allow their friends and family to like make food for them because they, again they want to control it they want to make sure you know it's all the perfect ingredients and i get it like we can't eat things that really inflame us right like i know nuts and seeds like stuff like that like i literally i know i'm gonna wake up with like a huge swollen joint if i eat those but there's other stuff like you know, that I know is not necessarily clean, perfect ingredients, right? But I can eat it because I know there's not going to be like a consequence to that. So this is where knowing your body is Mm -hmm. super important. Because when you have the perfectionistic mentality about things, like you're just avoiding everything out of straight fear. It's not like all or nothing, that black and white thinking of like, I can or I can't not, oh, I really want like a cookie for instance. And I know that I can easily access right now in this moment, a cookie that's maybe a little bit better than this other one, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's always little steps up that you can take rather than being like, nope, can't do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about it. Like when I started my journey and I was like making all my food from scratch, like literally eating at home a hundred percent of the time I was literally, oh my God, thinking back. So exhausting. Uh, it, it makes me think about one of the reels that, um, Laura from yeah. AIP and me, she posted something about like, she was like hobbling to her friend's house because like she wanted a meal to be made for her because like when you when you go on this journey like especially at the beginning like you want to control it you want to make sure you're eating perfect clean ingredients with like Um, understandable reason right like most of us that are on this autoimmune journey have had that one huge flare when you're diagnosed quickly after because that's like where it kind of the catalyst where it kind of all starts and most of us have experienced that Mm -hmm. and so all of us probably have that fear in the back of my mind, myself included of like, what if I get back to that state where I couldn't walk for weeks, where I was in physical therapy for months, where I couldn't work for months. Like, of course, with understandable reason, but once you've been on the journey for a little bit, like you got to kind of make some adjustments along the way. Yeah. And the point I guess I'm getting at is that when people would like make me food and stuff, it wasn't necessary. Like I would, I wouldn't want them to make me food. Like I would, my husband and I would literally bring our own food to our friend's house so I could eat it. And it's like, looking back, like I probably could have eaten some of those foods. They were still like healthy, right? Like they were still Mm -hmm. healthy foods, but I had my version in my head, right. Of like, you know, specific, like oils or whatnot of like what I thought were like, oh my God, the most inflammatory thing ever. In reality, they probably didn't really, wouldn't cause me any inflammation, but it took a lot of like joy out of like those moments, like with friends and stuff, because it was just like complicating. And like, I had to eat by, you know, eat my own little meal and watching everyone else eat stuff. And again, it's like, I have a double like sided perspective to this whole thing is like, I think it served me because, you know, it created some level of discipline and I was really passionate about like healing my body and like all those things. But the other end of it, I felt like it was causing a lot of unnecessary like added stress and it was kind of taking the joy out of those moments with my friends um, who eventually ended up, you know, moving out of state. So it's like you look back and I'm like, wow, like, you know, but that was just part of my journey at that point. So like Mm -hmm. what we're talking about is you are going to find your own moment of am I going too far with things Mm -hmm. or am Mm -hmm. I actually doing the things that are truly necessary for my health and my healing. And that's going to look different because Rachel and I, 
after years and years of being on this holistic journey, like we are there, you know, like we, we get that component, but if you're just like literally newly diagnosed, like one week ago, a couple months ago, even a year ago, like you're probably going to be in that mindset of, I don't want to do anything that's going to possibly trigger me. And that's completely okay because you will come to your own point in your own journey. Like when my clients reach out to me, when they're fed up with that, because it's actually not doing much benefit to their health and to their healing, they're still having a lot of symptoms despite, you know, being perfect Mm -hmm. with their diet, being perfect with whatever their supplements or whatever they're doing with their naturopathic doctor, whatever somebody else said is going to be, you know, the cure to their, their autoimmune disease. Um, you'll get to a point where you're like, okay, I see these tendencies in me. I see these habits. I see these characteristics about me that are not serving my health anymore. And like, you'll, you'll get there and you'll know it for yourself, but we're talking about it because we've experienced that ourselves, And then we've worked with clients who, or at least I've worked with clients that, you know, get to that point where they're like, okay, I see how this is not actually me doing me any like justice because I'm actually not tuning into my body. Mm-hmm. I actually don't know my body very well because I'm um, concentrated on an idea, on a, on an idea versus what is actually in reality happening to my body. Yeah. So those are like, you know, you'll, you'll get to that point and you'll know it for yourself. But I think this is an important conversation because there are probably a lot of you listening that maybe you've been on this journey for like four plus years and you're still trying to be perfect with it. Mm-hmm. And maybe you're getting to that point where you're like, this is exhausting. I can't keep up with these own expectations and standards that I've literally created for myself. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I see with clients is that when they have the perfectionist idea about the holistic journey, they are in such resistance towards the medication that they put themselves and their body in jeopardy. You know, like this is where perfection I've seen. I've seen the extreme side of perfectionism with my clients where their joints are literally starting to become, you know, they have joint erosion, you know, they have loss of mobility, but yet they're still focused on this ideal, you know, perfect diet that is going to magically cure them and reverse all of their inflammation. And I'm sitting there, you know, and I see how how they haven't slept well because they're not feeling satiated. They're not eating enough food. They're not feeling any connection to their food. They are, you know, again, having no joy on this journey and they're just so focused on the the food part. And I see their joints start to like really get messed up. And Mm -hmm. it's really hard to watch because the perfectionistic mindset is so deep in them. They're so protective, some of these people, of their perfectionistic tendencies because they swear that that's going to be the thing that's going to heal them. But from what I can see is a lot of like um, anger and frustration and resistance and uh, all the things that I feel are just truly not supportive on this health journey. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I can't tell them, you know, I can't tell them, hey, like, you know, get on medication. I can only try to guide them to their own answer of like what they feel they truly need. And a lot of people get to a point where they're like, wow, like 
um, yeah, I should have gone on medication a long time ago. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, oh, thank God, because they can see that they actually can have more flexibility in their life because they don't have to be so fearful of absolutely everything mm -hmm. that is going into their body. Um, and that can help the extreme perfectionist because it's, if you're just completely depending upon your health with no other source of help when you're in that inflammatory state, it really puts you in a, a crisis. Like literally, you're like straight up survival mode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> the funny part is I feel like my clients are the opposite. A lot of my clients uh, come to me on medications, one or more medications, injections, like all the things. And they, up until that point, a lot of them have like kind of trusted their doctors. And then they realize, wait a second, my doctor doesn't actually have my best intention at heart. Mm -hmm. I actually think that I need to be doing something else on top of the medication in order to really heal and feel better. And so the, again, there's the other side of things, right? There's the, mm -hmm. them looking at these people doing things holistically and thinking that's the Holy grail. And Oh my God, I want to get off these medications. I want to do all these other things mm. when really sometimes for some people, it's a balance of both of those things. Like we talk about all the time. And so a lot of my clients have this fear of, I don't either they were on medication, they weaned off and they don't want to have to go back on mm. or they're on medication, but their joints are still getting worse. And they're like, what gives, what can I do here? Mm. And so like I have a couple of clients particularly that are so stuck in like, they are on medication, they want to change their diet, but they don't know where to start. And then I help them with where to start. And then they do, and they make these small changes along the way. And then they start realizing, Oh, wait a second. She's on to something. Cause all these little tiny changes, even if I'm not winning every single day at what I'm doing, mm -hmm. I'm making these small changes and I'm committed to them. And I'm doing at least one step towards that, um, health promoting towards those health promoting actions every single day. And then months later they go, Oh, whoa, wait, I was back there when I started and now yeah. I'm here. Like, this is crazy. I could have never thought this would happen because they're so focused on that end goal that they forget that to get to that end goal, you got to take steps. How are mm. you going to get there? You can't just jump to it. Otherwise, I mean, sometimes people, I don't know, coaches, doctors, whatever will convince you that you could jump to it. But what happens? You jump to it. You either fall short and then you feel like a failure, you know, trying to jump to the next cliff and then you fall down or you get there and then you're like, oh, wait, now I'm way up here and I can't get anywhere else. And I don't, this isn't sustainable. Like I can't yeah. stay up here forever. Right. Because they don't have the steps. They don't have the tool. They don't have the growth along the way to be able to fall back on when shit hits the fan in life. And sometimes you just can't sustain things. This episode is sponsored by 5CBD. We are so excited to be partnering with 5CBD. I've been using these products for months now, and I've been loving their full-spectrum CBD THC products, especially the sleep gummies. Those are my all-time favorite. Studies actually show that using CBD products with small amounts of THC in them has potential to decrease pain and inflammation throughout your body and also reduce feelings of anxiety and depression, which is something that everyone with an autoimmune disease can definitely benefit from. You don't want to miss out on this offer because you'll get a free full-size tincture or gummies. All you have to do is click the link in our show notes. Yeah, absolutely. So another part of working with my clients is that, or some of the clients that I work with is that 
they weren't on medication. They were trying to, you know, stay off of the medications, do it the holistic way. But then now they realize that they need medication for this journey. So a lot of what I'm helping them with is that like acceptance piece of like, this is what you have to do at the very least temporarily for your health, like coming to a level of acceptance with that and then having more self-compassion for themselves because they have to get on medication because they couldn't do it just 100% without medication. Because I know that side, you know, like I, the first, what, five and a half, yeah, five and a half years without medication, like never in my system and like Mm -hmm. really being all about a holistic lifestyle to having to get on medication. But, you know, that acceptance piece is a huge part of all of this. And when you are a perfectionist, you again, you have an idea of what it's supposed to look like. So it's hard for you to have acceptance in your life, acceptance of medication, accepting acceptance of, you know, evolving your diet acceptance of whatever that is um that really is a roadblock to me i see it as a huge roadblock so having that self-acceptance piece of okay i know i tried to do this holistically and i gave it my all but i have to accept and surrender that in this moment this is actually what's going to be necessary for me for true healing to happen and then also to not focus so much on the outer healing, which is the lowering of inflammation, lowering of symptoms, but more so focus on the inner healing part of like what's actually like deep down within me that I truly need in my life outside of this quote unquote autoimmune health journey. So understanding that it can't always just be giving 100% in every single part of your journey. Yep. And also remembering that this quote unquote journey, like Erica mentioned, I don't know, a few minutes ago, everything can't be just centered around autoimmune symptoms mm-hmm. and management of your autoimmune disease. There are so many other aspects of you as a human being, you as a soul, as a multifaceted creature on this multifaceted earth that are going to interfere with your ability to be quote unquote perfect. Mm-hmm. And also there's going to be, you know, relationships in life, environmental things that happen, things that will always affect the way that you interact and, um, the way that you behave in your daily life. You, you got to let go of that control and know that it's, you can't always give 100%. And if you have this idea of perfectionism in your mind, you're going to be wanting to give 100% and that's going to deplete you of any ability to give anything sometimes when you are mm-hmm. so hyper-focused on one or or more things. Yep. Um, and knowing like you have to give your, yourself grace when it's necessary, right? That's, that's another part of the journey is giving yourself grace, giving yourself, like Erica said, that self-compassion. It's also an interesting side of things to think of like, like I said, the other aspects of life, right. The other aspects of healing that we don't necessarily think about. So we actually, Erica and I had a call with a brand earlier and we were talking about how it's important to introduce concepts and products and tools to the autoimmune community that don't say autoimmune, right. Mm -hmm. That aren't like, this is an autoimmune thing. Yeah. And I feel like that's what we do on our podcast, right. Our podcast could probably generally relate to most of the population. Yep. But because it's called autoimmune and you obviously were reaching out to the autoimmune community to, to bring these concepts to you that this can apply to any area of your life, not just your autoimmune journey. Yep. And so when I say that, I mean, 
using tools, using strategies like, you know, a therapist to go through like some of the emotional traumas that you might've encountered in your life and knowing how that affects the way that you interact. And maybe some of that perfectionism is like deeply ingrained in you. And it's something that you Mm -hmm. can tackle that way. Maybe that means going like on a much deeper subconscious level to do things like Reiki healing, to do things like breath work, um, light language, all sorts of different healing modalities that aren't necessarily just for the autoimmune community, but it could definitely benefit you and reprogramming those subconscious beliefs about yourself and who you are and how you operate. It's really easy for us to be like, oh, I'm just a perfectionist. Ha ha ha. You know, like Mm -hmm. I used to do that. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I just like to micromanage. Ha ha ha. Yeah. It's like. Okay. Well, actually that's just like something that's not something that is like going to be permanent about you. Those are things that you can always change about yourself. Yep. Like Dr. Joe Dispenza talks all about like being embodying the person that you want to be. You can always change the person that you are. Yep. You don't like, just because you could sit there and say, Oh, I'm just an organized person. Honestly, if you didn't want to be organized all the time and you wanted to be a little more spontaneous, you absolutely could. Honestly, that's something that I've done over the years. I used to be super freaking organized. Everything was planned to a T. And now I really embrace that spontaneity within myself Mm -hmm. and like being like, yeah, sure. Let's go for it. Let's do it. It feels Mm -hmm. really good sometimes. Yes. There's a time and a place for perfectionism when it's not all the way, all or nothing. There's a time and a place for being super organized. There's a time and a place for being super diligent and committed to something, Mm -hmm. but you have to find that balance, which is another common theme on our podcast is finding balance in every single aspect of life and remembering that you can't center everything around managing your autoimmune disease. You have Mm -hmm. to really take into account every other aspect of your life and how those are affecting your ability to manage your autoimmune disease. Oh my God. Yes. Everything, (laughs) everything you just said. Yeah. I'm like trying to think. I just blacked out. I don't even know what I just said. (laughs) Yeah. We black out sometimes. Um, we're not drinking or anything, Um, (laughs) but no, you said something about like how you were talking about how what we talk about is not necessarily like directly autoimmune, you know, related, even though like we're talking to the autoimmune audience. I think both you and I through our, our work with our clients is that, well, at least for me, like I've, you know, I have had a couple clients that are like, that I've worked with for like six months and they're like, we never really talked about rheumatoid arthritis. We never really talked about Sjogren's. We never really mm-hmm. talked about ankylosing spondylitis but yet everything related back to Uh their health. So like, I think both you and I are really passionate about doing it in kind of in a roundabout way that's not bringing more attention to the disease and not feeding more into the disease than it needs to. Because we both realize like, we want to live a good, happy life. Like Mm -hmm. fundamentally, you know, I can be in some pain here and there, but I don't wanna be miserable about my existence. Mm -hmm. I don't wanna live without some type of purpose. I don't want, you know, like those things are important to me. So you have to find what's important for you and your, your health and your deeper inner healing and realize that it cannot always just be about inflammation you know what i mean like of course we all want our inflammation to go down we all want whatever symptom you know that we're living with with whatever autoimmune disease that you're living with to just go away but (laughs) just go away just go away with whatever magical you know diet or whatever that we're on but that's just not the reality like we're gonna live with some level 
all humans. Like, think about it. Like, yeah. all my friends. Okay, I'm going to be turning 35. So my my body is changing, not just with rheumatoid arthritis, but be also because I'm getting older. And I can tell, like, my body, you know, doesn't feel the same than it was in, like, my early 20s. And I'm sure you feel that same way, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. You got a lot of energy. But, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, like, all people are dealing with some type of discomfort in their lives. Mm-hmm. Like, my friends, like, they have bloating. They have have headaches, they have Mm -hmm. back aches, they have whatever old injuries from like sports or something like that. So it's like, we're always going to deal with some level of discomfort. And I think when we embark on this healing journey for our autoimmune disease, we like expect that we're like never going to have to deal with symptoms again. And it's like, Mm -hmm. hello, like we're a body, like it, it, our our body is naturally deteriorating. Literally. Mm -hmm. That's what getting older is, you know, like that's, that's just the normal process of being a human. And so normalize that for yourself. Like I'm a human, like this is like, it's, it's okay to have discomfort. It's okay to have a reaction after food. Like we can't control it. We can't manipulate it. Like whatever is going to happen is going to happen within our body. So if we take that pressure off of ourselves, of like, oh my God, I absolutely can control all the inflammation, all of that. Like it is, it's, it's relieving to like take that pressure off of ourselves. Um, but if you're listening to this, just if I want to say anything, like take away that, whatever you're doing for this uh, disease that you're living with is so much more. It's so much more than just your diet. It's so much more than the exercise. It's so much more than sitting down in a meditation. It's about your quality of life, like in general, you know, and find what is important for you. And for me, it is laughter. It is adventure. It is Mm -hmm. nature. It is, um, being silly. It's all those things. Those are the things that make me feel alive and make me feel like I'm healing. Yeah, absolutely. When you're talking about calls with clients, I was kind of giggling because that is, I would say 90% of my calls with clients, we don't necessarily talk a whole lot about autoimmune. Like we talk about kind of the health in general, you know, a little bit about diet, but mostly I'm not kidding you. A lot of it is talking about what's bringing you joy lately. Have you done anything for yourself? Are you taking time for yourself? What are parts of your routine that feel really good lately? What are parts of your routine that you kind of are hoping to add on? Is that actually aligned with what you can do and what you have the time and energy for? Mm -hmm. And honestly, a lot of it is also like relationship stress, job stress, like really focusing on the stress areas of life, because those are the areas that are actually going to affect you sometimes even more than things like food or movement. And that's not to say it's the same for everyone. As we know, everyone is so different, but it is really interesting. Cause I would say the majority of calls I get off, I'm kind of like, huh, that's funny. Mm-hmm. Like I have clients text me after sessions and be like, oh my God, I really needed that. Thank you so much. And I, in yeah. the back of my mind, I'm like, it's really funny. Cause we didn't really actually talk about anything autoimmune. Like, and that's yep. the beautiful part because we are so passionate about you are such a beautiful human outside of your diagnosis. We don't have to be like, okay, so how have your autoimmune symptoms been? Yeah. And what yeah. have you been eating? And what joint you- is swollen? What, yeah, you know, literally, like- show me your swollen joint today yeah. or like whatever. Like we don't have to do that. Obviously, if you want to talk about that, we're here for you. Like we yeah. get it, obviously. 
but we don't have to. And that's like the other beautiful part about having my autoimmune support group is I have people reach out to me all the time. Like, God, I am so grateful for this because I am wanting, I'm at that point in my journey when I want to disconnect a little bit from that Mm -hmm. diagnosis because it is such a weight on me. And this allows me to do so. Yes. It's called autoimmune goddess collective. It has the word autoimmune in it. So we already know it's there. We know that we all have an autoimmune disease. We don't have to dwell on it. Like a lot of the content that I share in there has nothing to do with autoimmune disease, to be honest, but if you really look at it, like, yes, it actually does at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Um, and I also want to talk about like the guilt that can come along and the shame that can come along with when you're trying to um, operate on a level of perfectionism. Yep. Yep. So like I shared on my social media, I don't think I've ever like shared like photos of my feet or videos of my feet because I've never needed to. And it felt a little weird, but I wanted to genuinely show. So the other day, my toe, literally my left index second toe was like swollen and super tender and wouldn't bend. And I was like, what the hell? Like so random, just one single toe. And I was on the phone (laughs) with Erica and we were like, how does your body just go? Yep. That toe right there. I'm going to swell up today. Like what? had no idea specifically what what it was from and I could have sat there and been that perfectionist side of like oh was it this oh was it that if I'm being honest it could have been a lot of things and I have a kind of idea of what it could have been um but I was like, it could have been the fact that I didn't get a whole lot of sleep. It could have been the fact that I ate something new. It could have been the fact that I had ginger for the first time in a while. It could have been like, it could have been a lot of things. Right. But I refuse to allow that guilt and that shame to take over. And for me to hyper-focus on that, because I don't have that sense of perfectionism about my journey. I know that sometimes a random joint that has never swelled up before is going to swell up and cause me a lot of pain and make me take off work for two days. And it's going to be frustrating. And I'm going to feel a little bit upset, but am I going to let that dictate? No, I'm going to be like, you know what? I maybe needed that extra day off of work and I needed to enjoy the rest of my evening and not have to worry about work. Um, And so another thing that we do is like, help our clients with moving through that guilt and that fear and moving past either wanting to be or trying to be perfect at things. And like we just said, like every little bit that you do is going to help and it doesn't have to be perfect. It's not an all or nothing thing, nothing on this journey nothing on this journey of life for anyone on this planet should be all or nothing. Right. Mm -hmm. We should, it should be all or nothing of wanting to grow every day. That's the only thing it should be all or nothing of is understanding that things are always going to change. Our bodies are always going to change. Our minds are always able to change, but perfectionism doesn't have a place in any of it. Yep. And you know what I'm thinking as you're saying that like guilt and shame on this journey, you know, the, I should have done this. I could have done this, whatever. I shouldn't have ate that food. I shouldn't have stayed up late. I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have that that drink, whatever. All that does is keep us rooted to our past. Mm -hmm. It takes us again out of the present moment, because if you're in the present moment and you are experiencing your symptoms, you can ask yourself, what do I need now in this moment to help Mm -hmm. me through this? Instead of what should I have done? What could I have done? Why did I do that? It's all related to your past, your past self. We're constantly evolving. So evolve from the present moment. Don't evolve from your past because you're probably going to create the same patterns over and over again. Keep doing the same thing instead of asking yourself, What do I need in this moment? What choices can I make in this moment that are going to support my health and my healing? Not what did I do and why did I do that? And why am I here now? Because that that's just again, 
Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about this all the time, and I this is kind of a, um, something that I re, uh, tell my clients all the time. Where you place your attention is where you place your energy. If you're constantly putting all of your attention on your past or constantly putting all your attention on this future self rooted in fear and anxiety, that is worst case scenario. Presence is absolutely essential. And when you have a perfectionistic tendency on this journey, you're constantly gonna be out of the present moment because you're constantly going, well, I could have done it that way. I should have done it this way. Oh, why did I do that? I shouldn't have eaten that. And it just goes on. So you lose touch with what is happening in reality and what you truly need. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, I think of Abraham Hicks, like the law of attraction. They talk so much about the law of attraction. The biggest thing is you cannot manifest what you want or what you want to embody from a place of lack. When you're yeah. so focused on those, those quote unquote failures or what you don't want to do or what you did wrong or what you should have done, could have done, um, wish you had done. You're trying to manifest your health, feeling good, feeling happy, feeling joy, whatever, from a place of lack. It will never come to you because you know what you're going to attract? You're going to attract more of that quote unquote failure of that feeling of guilt, of shame. Yep. I think it's really important here. Please, like if you're listening, take this practice with you. It is so powerful. Do a genuine gut check, an intuitive check on How do you feel when you focus on those moments when you're feeling guilt, when you're feeling shame? How do you genuinely feel in your body? And this is something that I practice with my clients all the time. And it's really hard. It's a challenging practice to sit there and go, what is actually feeling in my body? And I'm not saying like, oh, well, I feel guilt. No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. Go on a deeper level. What does your stomach feel like when you're feeling that guilt and shame about what you should have done, could have done, wish you had done? Mm -hmm. What are your hands doing? What is your heart doing? What are your eyes doing? Like really on a deeper level, that somatic experience of what is it going on in your body? Mm -hmm. And then how you want to be feeling. Because that feeling that you are feeling in your body when you're feeling that guilt and that shame and that fear you're going to keep attracting that. But if you sit there and go and you focus on a time or a moment that you're feeling a win, that you're feeling really good about the efforts that you put in, that you feel like, oh, I did this right this time. Focus on how you're feeling then. Do another gut check. How am I feeling right now? And then you actually can manifest what you want from that feeling again, Dr. Joe Spencer talks about that as well. Like really connecting to how do you want to feel on that deeper physical and emotional and mental spiritual level. And you can manifest from that place and you have to come back to that good feeling and kind of let go of that other feeling, how you were feeling on a bodily level when you're feeling that guilt and that shame. Yep. One of my favorite quotes, and I don't know who originally said it, but it's like one of my favorite things ever. And my clients always like kind of joke and like, like say it back to me sometimes during sessions is don't should on yourself. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like a play on don't shit on yourself. Like don't should on yourself. Don't sit there and say, Oh, I should have done this because you're again, pulling yourself back every single time you focus on that should could wish you're pulling yourself back and back and back rather than launching yourself forward. Ah, yes. It's crazy how, you know, we've never been in each other's like coaching sessions, but everything you say is exactly how I'm (laughs) like, yes, these are the exact same things because 
your higher self, your your deeper knowing, the deeper intuitive wisdom of yourself that's not connected to perfectionism and stuff, like that state of being is rooted in vibrancy, in peace, mm. in love, oh, in presence, yes. in expansion. You know, you're more focused, you're more calm. Like that is your true sense of self. That is your true state of being. But then when you have like perfectionism added into it, again, you are going to have those somatic experiences of tightness in your chest, clenching in your hands, you know, heart racing, uh, you know, all of the things that your body lets you know, like, hey, I'm not in alignment with my higher authentic sense of self. And again, we always bring it back to this because it's so, so important. Like who, what is your natural state of being? Only you know that for yourself. Like for me, I know that when I am calm, when I'm silly, when I'm alert but i'm also like uh, very focused like i feel like okay that's when i'm grounded in my true sense of self mm-hmm. but when i know that i'm in that like perfectionistic state of mind like i'm on adrenaline i'm 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 tense i'm clenching i'm whatever and it's like i know i'm out of balance because i'm so connected not just to my mind but like how my body feels and when you have a perfectionist you know mindset like be conscious of how your body is feeling when you're feeling i need to be in control of everything i need to make sure everything's perfect instead of going all right kind of let the universe like do its thing while i focus on my inner healing and let those two things kind of you know take the take the lead instead of like me always trying to be in the lead of everything that's happening we've touched on perfectionism but i think it was so important to like have a full-on conversation about how perfectionism is not helping you on this health journey remind yourself that there's no standard that you need to hold yourself to that you can do whatever the fuck you want on this health journey and you can I let think it that's and gotta be our new slogan you can I do was, whatever the fuck you want <laughs> i was thinking i was like because we want to have merchandise oh by the way guys we want to create merchandise merchandise so if there's anything that you hear that we say often that we don't even catch that you yeah. really like about this podcast let us know because we want to create merchandise for you and i was really thinking the other day I think I was going pee and I like randomly thought of this. I was like, we should have a shirt that says I could do whatever the fuck I want or like something yes. like that. And then so, on the back, like RA warrior or whatever yes. warrior. <laughs> yes, exactly. I think, I think we need to like come up with that, but I you guys that. let us know. Okay. I just want to say one more thing to, for you to take with you today. Just remember that there's literally no such thing as perfect. It doesn't exist. Mm-mm. So when you're striving for this, this idea of perfection, you're actually setting yourself up for failure hundred percent of the time. So just let go of the idea that there is perfection and grasp onto those values of determination and of commitment and of finding joy along the way on your journey instead, because it's going to feel way better. Mm-hmm. We'll talk to you on the next episode. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much for listening to our autoimmune and you podcast. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share on social media. We really appreciate every bit of support. Sharing is caring. Every like, subscribe, and share that we get helps us get our message out to more people.